Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. You five things that Danielle DiMartino Booth is sharing on Twitter, and I will say first off here in the intro, I agree with all five of these. In fact, you would likely heard me talk about each of them on this channel individually. We need to talk about the spread between the 10-year note and the 30-year mortgage. It is shockingly wide. And of course, we need to talk about the sluice. What the heck is a sluice? Well, the sluice stands for Senior Loan Officer Opinion Survey. I will admit, as I shared yesterday morning, this is not a survey I generally look at. This is a survey of senior loan officers once a quarter talking about what is going on essentially in the lending market, both credit and demand. And kind of high level, uh, the Senior Loan Officer Opinion Survey for Q1, these are quarterly reports, highlighted two things. One, banks are getting tighter. And what is important for you and I to understand is this is not a Q1 phenomenon. You can go back to the survey from Q4. You can go back to the survey of Q3. We are three quarters into this, and they have been getting tighter on credit for quite a while, and I will argue or propose or guess that the Q2 survey, which we will see in August, I guess, is going to be ugly, right? You gotta remember Silicon Valley Bank went out in March, right, kinda mid-March. First Republic didn't go out till Q2. So I would imagine it's only common sense that with increased deposit flight, increased need to raise cash, increased threats, that the senior loan officer opinion survey for Q2 will be quite ugly on the credit portion. But that wasn't the most interesting part. Frankly, that was easy to guess. What was interesting is demand for credit fell. Auto loans, real estate, even credit cards. The demand for new credit fell in Q1. That shocked me, didn't expect that. I kind of expected cars, but I didn't expect the bucket of credit to go, the demand to go down. That was important. Why is that important? Well, we're a credit-based economy. More importantly, we are a new credit creation economy built and lubricated by debt. So to see tighter credit and demand go down is interesting. Kind of like our oil discussion yesterday. It's like, huh, what could this mean? And really the only answer is recession, right? You don't take on, you don't, cause there's one thing to demand credit and get told no. And it's entirely a different thing to not even ask for credit. All right, we, we are getting some pretty clear signs that the economy is not nearly 
as healthy as folks would like. Other things from the senior loan officers opinion survey or sluice, uh, economic uncertainty, shocking, reduced risk appetite, and then worse collateral values. Something that I want to keep highlighting because I don't think anybody else is. It's not necessarily demand for new transaction that will get the banks. It's the collateral on existing loans. Again, there will be commercial banks who will not refi for operators, even if they never missed a payment because they need the cash. So again, worse collateral values. And then finally, they expect to tighten across all categories the remainder of the year. So that will be five, six quarters of credit tightening. We're going to watch and see where demand goes. But that was an important one. Uh, I think the SLU survey is not only telling us about risk appetite in real estate, I think it's more importantly for small business. I think small businesses are pulling back. Maybe they have inventory. Maybe they have headcount issues. I don't know what it is, but I think when the credit demand drops across all sectors, it's, it's something to pay attention to for small business. We've had some Fed presidents, as we shared over the weekend, there's a lot of Fed speak. Uh, there were two that I noted. Uh, Fed President Austin Goolsby, uh, he says that his, his region to area is starting to show signs of a credit squeeze beginning. Again, a credit squeeze is important for you and I to understand because it's the lifeblood, the lubrication of the economy. Second, He's proposing that, uh, much like we talked about months ago, the credit squeeze is going to act like a rate hike. This, again, is a reason I believe the Fed will be pausing the rest of the year. The Fed, the Fed can raise their hands and let the credit squeeze act like rate increases. So, again, that was Fed President Goolsby. Next up, Fed President Jefferson. Fed President Jefferson is saying that the economy is slowing in an orderly fashion. I'm not sure what he's looking at. It kind of feels kind of messy to me, but maybe when you're at 30,000 feet, it is orderly. Again, this is Fed speak for, hey, we're good. We're going to stay here longer. Um, soft landing is certainly possible. Apparently, Fed President Jefferson is on board uh, with Jerome Powell. Again, Jerome Powell saying basically he sees a soft landing and his team doesn't, right? If you, It was very interesting. And actually Taylor from Life Goal Investments yesterday brought this up. Jerome Powell is not being led astray by his team. He said in the meeting or really in the Q&A that his base case currently is a soft landing, but his team sees a recession. Jerome Powell is standing tall, and we'll get into this with Daniel DiMartino Booth in a minute. But Jerome Powell was led astray by his team around in transitory. He believed the PhDs. He didn't trust his gut. Now he is trusting his gut, and he's basically saying, hey, I have my opinion. They have your, their opinion. We'll see what happens. Very interesting to hear about. Lance Lambert, again, a Thursday returning guest on this channel, put out an excellent tweet yesterday talking about the spread between the 10-year note and the 30-year average mortgage rate. 
I don't know if you saw that. If you didn't, it highlighted that the spread was 313 basis points. All right, Michael, what does that mean? Well, think about a four-year, 10-year treasury. That would mean a 30-year mortgage is 7.13%, just for easy math. That's not what it actually is, but that's what a spread means. Take the 10-year plus 313 or 3.13, and you get the average mortgage rate. Okay, great, big deal, so what? The historical average for decades, decades, is 180 points or 1.8%. It has gone as low as 1.5, 1.45. Historical long run average is 1.8. We are currently today, or at least as of yesterday, at 3.13. So, has something changed? Is this time different? What is going on? Well, there are could be lots of reasons for it. My current guess is banks are still trying to figure it out. They're trying to add margin to their business. Uh, they are still waiting to see if a recession is real, credit quality, all of these things, the bank reserves. My suspicion, my guess, my broken crystal ball tells me banks will start competing with themselves or others to do first-time homebuyer homes and mortgages, and you will see that spread come in. It may not go to the historical average of 1.8, but it certainly will get closer to two. So if I am right, and some of you have asked, I suspect mortgage rates do go sub six. I can't see 5% like some of the uh, prognosticators out there, but I can see high fives. When? I don't know, sometime this year, late Q2, early Q3, really depends on how the economy is going. I will say, that tomorrow we get a CPI print. And tomorrow's CPI print is all about headline CPI. I think you heard me talk about this over the weekend. CPI headline ex expectations is 5% flat from last month. At 5%, we have broken trend. We've had nine months, I think, of negative numbers or, or deceleration. I will admit once again, I am fairly negative on the number tomorrow. I think we are gonna surprise high. I think we're gonna go five, two, five, three and clearly break the trend. I think that could have a shocking impact on the 10 year and mortgage rates. But as I again shared over the weekend, we are lucky. Unlike last Fed meeting, which was horrible timing, the next Fed meeting is beautiful timing because the next Fed meeting is after the next CPI. So not this one, the next one. And I do believe the next CPI print will have a four handle on it. Again, you can go back and look to Sunday's videos. It's base effect, it's commodity prices, it's all those things. So I fear that CPI will be 5.2 or 5.3 tomorrow. If you wanna have a guess and have fun with it, you can put your uh, thoughts below. Um, you know, again, expectations are five. I'll go 5253. Five, Let me know what you think. Danielle DiMartino Booth, a wonderful follow. Lots of you ask me for people that you can follow. I think Danielle is a wonderful follow. Again, I don't always agree, but I appreciate her logic and I can generally always see where she's coming from. 
which I appreciate. And I like people that challenge me. And Danielle is amazing at what she does. So here are the five things that Danielle DiMartino Booth uh, is talking about. I, I will ask you which of these five you have heard me talk about. And Danielle puts out on the tweet that references these, she is out on a very skinny branch. She feels alone. And I told her, hey, I am right there with you, Danielle. So number one, Danielle Di DiMartino Booth believes the Fed, that Jerome Powell wants to break the Fed put. Have you heard me talk about that? And in order for, the, for Powell to break the Fed put, these five things could happen and he won't budge. One, bank failures are not systemic. I think you heard Jerome Powell basically say, banking problem, go see the treasury. Go see the FDIC. Go, go let them do their job. Jerome Powell is not going to let short sellers bang him and make him um, cut just to bail out the banks. Two, Danielle DiMartino Booth thinks the recession will be very ugly. Very is one of those terms that doesn't have scale. I think it could be rather long, longer than average. But yes, Daniel DiMartino Booth thinks we could have a nasty recession. Three, no rate cuts coming soon. We have talked about that a lot. Next, the Fed will not save regional banks. And then finally, this is the one that I want Powell to stand strong on. Powell will refuse to bail out private equity. I think Jerome Powell, again, way back at Jackson Hole, he was talking to private equity. He was talking to hedge funds. He was talking to the billionaires who were illiquid and had variable rate debt, and they were not listening. People thought the Jackson Hole speech was for everyone. I think Jerome Powell was coming after the 1%. Now, I understand that's not commonly appreciated or understood. This is my opinion. Danielle shares many of the same opinions, but yes, I think Jerome Powell is coming for the 1%. They have been, the Fed put helps the wealthy and Jerome Powell, I believe, has had enough. How will you know? Jerome Powell won't cut this year. The market expects three. The market expects a cut by February. I believe you won't get one. We'll be able to see together where we go from here. So we're talking about some huge discounts, crashes, all that stuff, right? Well, one of the uh, follows that you should do is a, is a site called Real Deal. It's a commercial real estate site. It's one of those sites that I go to almost every day to see their stories. Uh, there was a 95 unit building in Turtle Bay, New York. It was sold in 2014 for $69 million. It was retraded in 2016 for $125 million. It just retraded at $13 million. That is a 90% haircut. Just under 90. I rounded. Last traded, $125 million. Foreclosed and sold at auction for $13 million. One three.
90% discount. Why did this go to foreclosure? The underlying debt matured and the operator couldn't refi. This is going to happen. The loan on that building, so again, bought for 125, the loan was $81 million. So real quick, equity was 46 million. If there were limited partners in that deal, which there may have been, $46 million of equity gone, just like that. Again, the loan was 81 million, so whoever held the debt took quite a haircut as well. Uh, instead of an $81 million debt, they got $13 million in cash once it was all done. These things are coming. Commercial is bad. We tried to warn you. Jonathan Twanley and I did a uh, quick, you know, quick calculation of how we turned a $25 million building into $8 million. This is happening. This is going to be bloody. It is going to hit equity first and debt second. It is very different than the Great Recession. The Great Recession was all debt. The commercial market is equity first. Debt second, a very different ball game. Oh, 100% loans. I don't know if you follow what is going on in housing markets in, in Canada, Australia, the UK. That is something that I do. We have followers watching from around the world. And matter of fact, if you are watching this from non-United States, do me a favor, leave the country or the city where you are watching from. I'd love to see how widespread one rental at a time is. Thank you very much. It looks like the UK has once again brought back 100% mortgages. Yes, folks, the UK for first time home buyers who are renters will now do 100% loans at a fixed term of, of or a term of five years, 5.49%, 100%. They will aim to keep the mortgage payment at the below the average of their last six months rent payments. Again, only for first-time homebuyers. These kind of first-time homebuyer programs, I think, are coming to the United States, in Canada, in Australia. It's how the governments will ho hopefully get you know, their ideas to get transaction going, aka demand. And if you follow this channel, you know we have a supply problem, not a demand problem. We have a supply problem. So it is very interesting to see. Uh, and then lastly, don't forget, you have the opportunity to have three hours with Millennial Mike, Dion from Dion Talk, the Lumberjack Landlord, and myself, Sunday, May 21st. I will once again leave the link below. I think the link I put yesterday didn't work, so I will do that again. Please sign up, please join, get ready to ask questions because these three hours will only uh, be as good as the questions in the interaction. We will not be doing PowerPoint. We will be answering your questions. We will be debating topics. We are going to do this session as all four of us for all three hours. So you can see where we agree and disagree. You can get multiple opinions on your questions. These guys are big parts of one rental at a time. I hope to see you there. There's only a spot for 100 people. So buy your ticket today. I do expect this to sell out. If you buy the ticket and can't join, of course, you will get the recording. Uh, that is my gift to you. Uh, if you watch the Ladies uh, Legends uh, real estate event, which was four hours, I've already given you access on Teachable. 
If you got the three real estate agent discussion, I hopefully will be loading that in the next day or two. So again, lots of stuff going on. Let's hit some earnings because I got a couple of minutes. Tyson's Foods actually had an unexpected loss and cut revenue. Thought that was interesting. Six Flags beat top line, bottom line. CEO says the new strategy is working. Palantir uh, beat top line, beat bottom line, and actually expects profit the rest of the year. I'm sure that stock jumped. No, Novavax uh, is cutting 25% of their workforce. 3D Systems missed top line, missed bottom line, cutting 6% of their workforce. Under Armour gave weak guidance, and PayPal gave weak guidance, folks. Again, lots of stuff going on today. Do me a favor. Lots of you have this amazing book, One Rental at a Time. I want to ask for a favor. One, if you haven't left a five-star review on Amazon, could you do that for me today? And then second, I need some selfies. Do me a favor. Take a picture with you, your family, your real estate. I need some more pictures. I have a big uh, board right outside in the hallway. I need some new selfies. I want to put them on the board. So again, thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. It is Tuesday, May 9th. And look at that. We're over 46,000. We're less than 4,000 away from having a having to plan a party in Vegas. So like, subscribe, comment, ask your friends and family to join, publish this in Facebook groups, whatever you can do. Let's get us to 50,000 so I have to spend some money. Take care. Bye-bye.